the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Meeting God as the Holy Spirit. That's what we have been focusing on this week, and we'll do so yet again today. Join us, Truth For Today, with Pastor Phil Howard, up next. And again, greetings in Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Coming to you from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. We're looking at the person and work of the Holy Spirit, uniquely and specifically how he manifests himself within the church, which should give us, at least from the Bible's perspective, a clear view as to what the marks of a spirit-filled church should look like. That's what we're focused on today, so won't you join us? Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast. The law of the Spirit helps me fulfill all the righteousness that the law wanted to produce but was powerless to produce. 8-4. All the commands of the law that were righteous and good for us to do. The Spirit in the people of God fulfills it without ever even knowing the Ten Commandments. Did you know that Spirit-indwelt people obey the Ten Commandments without even having a copy of them? They don't need a copy. A spirit-indwelt believer walking in the Spirit cannot steal another man's goods, cannot take the Lord's name in vain. The Spirit is the new ingredient of the New Testament, New Covenant people. He comes in. Now, he carries out his argument here. Those who live according to the sinful nature. Look at what flesh people look like. People in the sinful nature that NIV says, or the flesh, they live according to the sinful nature. They have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Notice the contrast we give for you in the overhead here. What the flesh looks like in the spirit people. Flesh people, spirit people. Two categories of people. Unsaved people, saved people. One has their mind on the flesh, which represents the old life and a sinful way of living that we were saved from. When he saved you, he not only dealt with your sin acts, he deals with the sin principle in you. You, were, you have died to the sin principle. Oh, it's alive, but you are in a position of being freed from its power and control. That power has been broken through the cross work and through the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what he's telling them. Now watch how pivotally it changes in verse 
9. You, however, who's the you? Believers. You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. Wait, he's going to qualify it. If the Spirit of God lives in you, the qualification for being freed from the Spirit's power over you is just to have the Holy Spirit on board. You have the power source in you now. He's in you. Now, now we don't believe this stuff. We don't believe it. Uh, It's why the church loves so much psychology. They love so many other approaches. We don't have a psychology approach to getting free from sin. It's just like the law of Moses. It can't control. It can prescribe, but it can't really fix you. You've got to have something greater than pop psych. You've got to have a divine person to get you above the power of sin. And I'm going to tell you, that makes me obscure. They think I'm on a tangent, that I'm against everybody, this and that. No, I'm just telling you what Paul said. The spirit in you is all the power you need for anything the sin principle would try to get you to do. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin. Yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Now, he has said in Romans 6 that the body becomes dead, dead in regard to indwelling sin. The body is not available for sin. Romans 6.6. Galatians 2.20. I was crucified with Christ. His idea is that the body for sin is in a dead man's position. It's been identified with Christ. The body to do righteousness is alive in the spirit. So my body is dead with regard to sin. My spirit is alive to do the will of God. Now it keeps on. Watch verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your dead bodies. Is that what it says? What does mortal mean? Has a mortal body died yet? No, a mortal body is a body that's subject to death. The spirit doesn't, he's not talking about our physical resurrection from the grave. He's talking about the spirit that raised Christ is the power that indwells you now, and he'll quicken your mortal body while you're still alive. There's power in this body right now to overcome sin. How much power? The power that raised Jesus. This is exactly what he says in Ephesians 1. You need to know of God's power that raised Christ from the dead. Are you with me? If I lose you, just stay awake and take it by faith. I don't know. I just, I don't want to lose you. And let me know after the service, if you come up and saying, you're over my head, it's this, please, I'll listen to it. I don't know what I'll do, but I'll listen. Because I don't want to lose you. And it's very theological, I know. Therefore, brothers, we have an obligation. But it's not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. The wages of sin is death. 
But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. Spirit people constantly are putting to death the deeds of the flesh. They, a temptation comes up, and by running to our God and depending on the Spirit, we put it to death. We say, my body's not available. I cannot go there. The Spirit, I'm amazed at the things that God tells me I can't do, and I obey him. It's such minute stuff, I'd be embarrassed for you to know. I wouldn't share it with you. How many little things he gets on to me about? I saw a believer the other day at the store, and I was in a hurry. And I didn't want to mix it up. The Spirit chased me later. He said, I told you to greet one another. Don't ever snub a saint. I said, God, you got to be kidding. And as he grabbed me, he said, I'm not. Don't snub my people. You're too busy if you don't have time to greet a saint. Get over it. it isn't that the law never did say anything about I had to greet people? The law didn't say anything about that, but the Spirit did. There's certain things I like to do to certain saints that he keeps saying you can't do that. <laughs> and even ain'ts I would like to do certain things. When I first started this church, one of my first temptations, a guy threatened to whip me and the the ridiculous state I was in, I wanted to figure out a way to knock him out so I could start the church off with a fist fight. <laughs> he was a neighbor. He was unsaved. But, you know, I wrestled with it for a month because he really did embarrass me and he really did threaten me and I thought I had a chance to take him if I hit him first. <laughs> now, some of you are so spiritual, you never had that temptation, but I don't believe it. Not grow up where I did. The Spirit of God won't let you do that. Spirit of God won't even let me hold a grudge. And I want to. There's some that deserve to be held. <laughs> it feels good to just hate some people, you think. And God says, I won't let you do that. Well, they won't ever know it. I, I, just, I can suppress. I'll greet them. <laughs> and God said, no, you can't even bear it in your heart. Matter of fact, I may call you to feed your enemy. I may call you to do something that they would never expect. You see, the Spirit produces in us what the law could never pull off, even if it commanded. What is he saying? We're going to leave the section. I've got five minutes to get into another one. It's saying that believers, the New Testament Christian life is not Romans 7. I think for years, saints live over here in some kind of a pious defeatism. Well, I'm his, but I'm defeated. Glory to his name. You think that advertising? You think anybody wants to sign up for Romans 7? You think that's what? You think this is what God saved you unto? Never, never. I'm not sure I know all that Romans is saying, but it seems to be a man struggling to keep the law apart from spirit filling. A man that had to find out he was not under the law and that the law is not even have any place in us living the Christian life. Those who are under grace are not under law, Romans 6, 14. Let's go to Galatians. Galatians 3. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Now hear this. Did you receive the Spirit by observing the law? Or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish 
After beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? Have you suffered so much for nothing? If it really was for nothing. Does God give you his Spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law? Or because you believe what you heard? How do you get the Holy Spirit? Keeping the law or faith? How is the Christian life to be maintained? By law or by faith? Why are you going back to circumcision and Jewish commandments? And he's even saying this to Jewish believers. The law, if it could have brought righteousness, would have never, we would have never needed Christ. He says, you begin the Christian life by faith. You're to continue it by faith, and it's the only way you keep connected to spiritual power. Walking in the Spirit is connected to this. Go to Galatians 5. You've just got to look at these passages and read them. These are the key ethical passages I know in the Scripture of the power source of the kind of life. See, the Christian life, when you, Howard Hendricks used to always say The Christian life is not difficult, it's impossible. Nobody can live this kind of life without spirit enablement. Right? Why do we deny that? Then the next question is, if you say it's impossible to do this, I'll say, you must not have the power. The power enables the life. Watch this. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Freedom from what? Freedom from the Mosaic law. We're not under the law. We've been freed. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Now, remember, you can circumcise your children. But this is circumcision for righteousness. This is having circumcision that gives me a right standing with God. Nothing wrong with having Male children circumcised. But he's dealing with an issue. My circumcision gives me a righteous standing before God. He says, if you do that, if you do that, Christ is of no value with you. He will not compete with circumcision. Christ alone gives a righteous standing. Don't insult him with the ceremony of circumcision. Do it if you want as an act, but don't make it a part of your righteousness. He goes on. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he's obligated to obey the whole law. You who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ. You have fallen away from grace. But by faith, we eagerly await through the Spirit the righteousness for which we hope. What is he saying? Through faith and the power of the Spirit, We're awaiting that righteousness the law demanded to be worked into our lives. Faith in the Spirit will put a righteousness in us that the law demanded but could not produce. We will be as righteous as anybody under the Mosaic law will excel. And we do it by faith and the Spirit, not by reading the Torah. He keeps on. But by faith we eagerly await. Verse 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision 
nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Now watch that. Faith, the evidence of faith is love. Isn't that amazing? The evidence of faith is love. Love and faith are tied together. Watch. You were running a good race who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth. That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. You see, there's people who would begin with Christ and they were going back under the law for righteousness. And they were returning back to law works. And he's saying, who cut you off? A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion will pay the penalty, whoever he may be. Brothers, if I am still preaching circumcision, that is, to have a right standing with God, why am I still being persecuted? In the case of the offense of the cross, in that case, the offense of the cross has been abolished. As for those agitators, I wish they would go the whole way and emasculate themselves. That's rather brutal. Go ahead and become eunuchs. Don't just circumcise. Just emasculate. You, my brothers, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. That's the danger. If you're not under law, won't we go zonkers in the sin nature? Watch now. Rather serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. Faith and the Spirit produces righteousness. Faith, one of its byproducts and proof of faith is love. Love fulfills everything the law commanded and was unable to produce. Faith in Christ and the Spirit makes you love one another. And when I love one another... I can't hurt you. I will do good to you. So I don't go around memorizing laws. I'm not under law. Oh, blessed freedom that is. My Christian life is one of faith. My Christian life is one of the Spirit. My Christian life is serving one another in love. That's what the Christian life is all about. Where's your power source? The Spirit. How do you walk in the Spirit? You trust Him. It's called faith. Well, I don't have the faith. Well, you're not saved. God gives everybody he saves faith. Peter said, change your character by using the faith God gave you to add all the other virtues. He says to the Galatians, use the faith God gave you in the new birth. It was in the seed that you were born with. God enabled you to believe. And my righteous ones shall live by faith. The Christian life is not a life of rules. It's a life of trusting God and watching God through the Spirit turn me into a lover of good things, a lover of people, and it breaks out in a love that serves. That's what you've been saved for. You're not to live in Romans 7. That's not the Christian life for us. That's the frustration of living under a rule, the rule of sin and the rule of the law. But we've been delivered in Christ in Romans 8 by the power and the principle of the Spirit. Let me just conclude. The purpose of our Christian ethics is the glory of God. 
I've been saved now, and when the Spirit indwells me, the only thing I need to ask before I do an action, will this bring glory to God? Isn't that wonderful? I don't have to whip out a bunch of rules. You know, that was one of the reasons I started Valley, is I wanted to start a no-rules church. Uh, You mean you just do anything? No. I wanted to see a church that I'd heard about Christian life and Bible college and seminary, and most church groups I went with had so many rules. They had rules on dancing, makeup, bowling, shows. I mean, there was rules about everything. And I thought, what would it be like? Could God produce holy living in people that were never put under law works? And even the church's rules become the other Mosaic law. We make all these things. I thought, won't won't it just feed rebellion? Won't people just be licentious and libertarian? And they're going to just go wild. And when we talk about Holy Ghost Hall, there's nothing sacred about it. What was sacred is it was this nucleus of people that we began together this journey. And we had one crowd that just got saved and had tried a little bit of everything and did not have all these rules that the others of us grew up with. And we were trying, let's just teach spirit, faith, and love and see what kind of product it produces. And we find out that uh, it does sanctify. The spirit indwelling you, you must hear me. Uh, Men, there is no place in all the world, the Bible says, if you rely on the Spirit, that you'll always be addicted to lust. The Bible says the Spirit plus faith will break that bondage. We've got people talking about bondage. I'm saved, but in bondage. Friend, Jesus is the bondage breaker. And he does it by the power of the Spirit. And don't say I'm insensitive. Don't say I'm not in touch. You just come up and show me a verse that says anything different. I'm under the authority of the Bible, not the latest theories. And I don't want to sound arrogant. I do want to be sensitive to wherever you are. But I must just tell you, if you would run to God, God doesn't want you to be defeated. He wants to break the power of any sin that's been a dominant force in your life. The great thing we call Jesus Savior about is he not only saved me from hell, he's saving me from the sins I was in bondage to. That's all we're saying. Uh, I was a drunkard, but God broke that power through Jesus. I was a thief, but that's been broken. I was, I am now. I was, I am. And you ever one have that story, what you were and what you've become. And people come, what's your power source? Why don't you just yell out, We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And we do, don't we? And he's the power. And if we had time to go through the rest of Galatians 5, we would see walk in the Spirit. That walk is the only way I know that you walk in the Spirit is you walk by faith. And the Spirit then leads you in that walk. And sin, the flesh will not be powerful enough to overcome the Spirit in you. And in verse 18, you're not under the law. The vices he'll deliver you from are the vices of the flesh described. And they're not exhaustive. It's just a representative list. 
And the virtues he'll produce is called the fruit of the Spirit, and he always starts with love. Romans 13, 8, Oh, no man, anything but to love. For the fulfillment of the law is to love. Galatians 5, love, and you'll fulfill the law. Walk in the Spirit and you'll love. You'll love, you'll love. And every other virtue comes under love. Love makes you patient. Love makes you gentle. Love makes you kind. But where can I get the love? Depending on the power of the Holy Spirit, he can turn you into a lover of God and of people. That's his specialty. That's the Christian message. It works. It's worked for 1,900 years in millions of people. And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855-833-9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available. Again, they're at truthfortodayradio.org. Or, again, simply call 855-833-9864. Would you also bear in mind this radio broadcast is available through listener support. As you link arms with us financially, we are able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. So please consider that as you contact us. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Yes,